I'm going to edit this spoiler cast on the plane. Because Cassian said I had to. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this is a super special spoiler cast for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. And man, are we getting this in at like the smallest window we have this weekend. Yes. So it's a, it's a Star Wars movie, which now means it's coming out right around the holidays. And uh, obviously, we both have lots of things we need to do. This is going to be the this is the last week before we take our week break. Yes, and then we'll come back towards the end of the year. So you're going out of town. We usually record on Sunday. Yes, so you're going out of town. We're doing this on a Saturday, and we're getting this in like right before you leave. Like you told me, to my surprise, when we started this uh, recording, that you are leaving like the second we're done recording the spoiler cast. So yep. you are. I'm, you are uh, you're a very busy man. <laughs> I'm very, well, yes, and very dedicated. I would have done the regular show this morning if, if Mike could have gotten up earlier, I think. Uh, <laughs> but I, we did talk last week. Uh, we will have a guest for tomorrow's episode. That's fine. It'll, everything's business as usual. But this is the last show for me for this year. And I think... This, well, not, not not this year. Uh, uh, well, just, before uh, the end week. of the year wrap-up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, gotcha. And I think this is a very, very important thing to talk about is, is Star Wars. I mean we're big star wars fans uh yeah i think it's i think it's obvious that, that we are trying to move heaven and earth to make sure yeah <laughs> that you could do the spoiler cast exactly and uh we're big star wars fans i mean we worked on a star wars project the better part of a year a couple years ago uh, mm-hmm. watching all the movies researching all the history of star wars and um actually a uh, phantom menace is on tnt whenever i came up here to start recording this so uh, Star Wars is everywhere right now. December is Star Wars month. Forget Christmas. It's Star Wars month, man. That's <laughs> that's what we're going to have to start doing. That is right. So usually when we get into the spoiler cast, um, we usually talk about how our theater going experience was so we can kind of set up and let everybody know how it went. So how did it go for you, man? Pretty, pretty good. Uh, IMAX reserve seating. Um, we got in. Uh, actually, um, there are people to the left of me, but like five seats to the right, there was no one in. So, oh, wow. Um, I think I guess people just didn't want to sit uh, in that part of the theater, which wasn't bad at all. And then we got IMAX posters uh, as well. They handed those out. Oh, to nice. Us. Yeah, I saw some of those uh, images that you sent me. Those posters look pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got that. It was a great experience. I mean, no one was on their phone. It was very, very straightforward. Uh, I mean, good, good time actually. What, what about you, Mike? Any, any eventful happenings? <laughs> no, I had a very well-behaved theater, which was a uh, great. Uh, it was a, it was a packed house as it usually was. I surprisingly somehow got very good seats, even though I bought these tickets like as soon as I possibly could. So people wanted to see this movie, and they were gonna see this movie. Um, uh, we, uh, I made the mis- I made the mistake of like going into this movie without any sort of like uh, dinner in me. So like I like I, I fed myself like with like popcorn and soda, which meant I had to like find that uh, crucial bathroom break in the middle of the movie. What a shame! So I think I I think I found a good spot. I didn't really miss anything, but I got my ever vigilant wife there to uh, scan the screen while I'm gone to let me know what I missed. So I go- I pretty much didn't miss uh, anything, and I ran. You know, when I go to the bathroom during a really good movie like this, like I run to the bathroom. 
I don't care who sees me out in the hallway and think, why is that dude running? Like, nope, just got to use the bathroom. Got to get back to this movie. So yeah. It was a good screening. It was a, it was a good time. And it was a good audience. There was, there was some applause. There was some cheering. You could audibly hear uh, the people in the theater when like a really deep cut Easter egg would like pop up on screen. You could hear like maybe a couple people down go like, oh, yeah. so uh, that was kind of cool. And um, it, it was a good it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, this is a good time for me to push uh, the app I use. It's called Run P um, mm-hmm. where it actually has the bathroom times for movies, like the best times and what you miss uh, in the mm-hmm. app. And cool. it, it'll buzz your pocket when it's a good time to go to the bathroom. Like you can set like yeah. the movie starts and it'll buzz your phone for you. Yeah, and speaking of that, once you get into the third act of the movie, when they <laughs> land on that beach, I, I hope you have gone to the bathroom before that because it's nonstop yeah. until the till the last second of the movie. So, I think on that note, Chris, I want to know what you thought about this movie because we we go radio silence after we see these movies on Thursday until we get a chance to talk about it. So, yeah, it I, I I think this this is a it's a. It's a good movie, but it is not a great Star Wars movie, is how mm. I've determined to, to put this in there. Like, I enjoyed myself, I had a great time, but uh, there are some questionable choices in here that make me kind of uh, maybe put it in the middle of the Star Wars movies uh, again. So uh, that's kind of where I'm, I'm landing here, is it's a, it's a good movie, but not a great Star Wars movie. Mike, what about yourself? Well, I think... Um it's weird. I think this was a very effective Star Wars movie, and I think it's such a, a good uh, Star Wars setting, and it's placed so well into the franchise. Um, I think the only downfall that this movie might have is if you're not a really big Star Wars fan, and if you don't like pay attention to uh, like you know the storylines, the plots throughout all of the ex- expanded universe and you're checking for these easter eggs and you're looking for these little winks and nods i don't think it's as effective as a movie i think it's still a really great film i had a really really good time um that the last moments of the film are are just like exhilarating and i and i love them uh the the first part of the film is a little a little slow Mm -hmm. but i i just think there's so much uh i guess what you'd call fan service throughout the movie that i just um i i love the i loved all of that so much but I think if you're just not really bought into the Star Wars universe, if you're just a very really casual watcher, or maybe you just like, oh, there's a new Star Wars movie out. People really like these movies. I'm going to go see it. I don't know if you'll necessarily uh, grab onto this one as much as you would the other one. See, I think I think I'm going to go the other way. I think this movie is too much fan service and not enough of an actual um, a good movie. I think there's there's a lot of things that are, are laid out and the, the people who see it get it but i don't know if the movie on a whole still works uh because like you mentioned the first the first third the first act it kind of struggles to find its footing a little bit and um i don't know how did you feel about the lack of the introduction scroll i think that was very jarring what they ended up doing was probably more jarring than i thought it would be i mean i kind of liked it i think this is a this is a really interesting addition to the star wars universe this is the first time on the big screen we've had something that hasn't fit the mold of the the star wars so you know on tv you got all these uh different ways they've told stories in the star wars universe so this is i think they just had to do a really good job to remind people that this is a star wars story it's a standalone movie uh since this is definitely a spoiler cast we can go ahead and talk about it i really enjoyed how at the end of the movie they killed all of the Rogue One pilots. Uh, I think that was a good decision. I mean, it made the movie pretty dark, 
And I think that decision was made after the fact. I think Disney came in and almost approved it. I think they almost filmed like a more lighthearted ending to the movie, as you can tell, because in the trailers there's unused footage. And, oh, the whole almost the footage, almost the whole almost all the foot the trailer footage is not in this movie. I feel. Yeah. So there's a <laughs> there's a scene in the trailer where Jen is running on the beach and she has that hard drive of the plans in her hands and she's running with. Um, uh, the, what's that? Cassian, mm-hmm. and they're so it makes me think that they're running to a ship and they're going to do a harrowing escape and stay alive. But I almost think like two endings were planned, and that was the first one filmed. And then maybe during the reshoots, I don't know if Disney approved the darker ending. Uh, but the fact is, is we did get a darker ending, and I really appreciate it. I don't know who made that decision. I don't know if Disney was just like, hey, you know, this is like a, these are family movies, but we're going to go ahead and let you go that way. I thought that was great. You know, I think, I guess uh, where this movie really fell in love um, for me is definitely that last act of the movie. And I think that's kind of all of the payoff that I needed. But when you were talking about how there's too much fan service, I think it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing. Like, um, I think maybe we'll get a little bit more variation when it comes to the other Star Wars story movies. But this one is just so... It's just so affected by all of the other movies we've already had. They almost don't have a choice. Like, you know, this movie literally leads up to like seconds before A New Hope. So you have to set up all the way to that moment. And then it's after the it's after uh, Revenge of the Sith. So, you you know, you got to make sure some of those events, you know, work in there. Um, so it's there. It's kind of like they're between like a, a rock and a hard place um, to put a movie. But I thought the movie that they made was very effective for what they had to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I mean, I agree. I think. I think the last act is great. I think a lot of the world building was was much better. I like to see them go to different planets uh, throughout and learn more. But I see. I, I don't. I don't believe. I'm, I'm not on board with the rock and the hard placing because there's nothing here set in stone we, we don't know how they got the plans we don't know what happened in between there so they had all this stuff to do and i think they kind of lost their way because i think what we saw a lot of we're going to talk about this in one of the easter eggs is the kyber crystals was something they, they set up kind of at the beginning of the movie um jen mm-hmm. has one around her neck kyber crystals power lightsabers i don't know they didn't really explain that uh, too much. Oh, they, they yeah. They, well, well, not too much. But yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, bit. they 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 mention it, but like every every lightsaber is powered by a kyber crystal. Um, the Sith, uh, the the reason that the Sith ones are red is because they uh, they're dark side manipulating the crystals and they're technically bleeding. That's why they're red, uh, which is a, a huh. fun fact from the the extended universe now. But good to know. After after they mention like you know the kyber crystals like. I thought there was going to be something more with them later in the third act, but it's kind of just like that first, I guess, third to maybe half is what was there. And like you said, this movie has gone through reshoots and and some some maybe some redirections because none of the trailer footage was used. And uh, I was actually really one scene from the trailers I want to see was Jin facing down the TIE fighter on the on the, the tower. And yeah, that was a I definitely remember that. moment. <laughs> I really wanted so to see that. Um, but there, I th- I just think I I had fun. But this isn't a movie I need to go see again. Again, I will probably add it to the Star Wars collection. It's worthy of its Star Wars title, and I think this is the first time it's felt like there's actually been a war in the Star Wars movies. Like a, yes, that's that's a really good point. Um, this was the first time I've ever felt um like the rebels were really fighting for a cause. 
you know, when you, and I think you got a little bit of that from uh, Cassian when he was on the ship after, you know, uh, Jen's father died. He was saying something along the lines of, you know, you're not the only one that's that's lost people. You know, we've just decided to do something about it. You know, it felt like really desperate times. I, th- I think somewhere I saw someone mention that this was like, if you like World War II movies, you're going to mm-hmm. love the Star Wars movie. And it did feel like that. So, and I think that goes along uh, with the darker tone. It, it's almost, um, it's almost as if they, like they were build, like they were building up to this like uh, summer blockbuster action scene at the end. But the the first half of this movie felt a little bit more grounded and rugged, like Saving Private Ryan. So maybe those two tones didn't mesh super, super well. But I still like them um, as they were. Uh, I I know a lot of people out there were saying that uh, it was a little slow to start, and I think maybe they could have fixed that a little bit and helped. Like I thought, it, um, it would have been cool if maybe when Jen was rescued from that trailer truck on whatever planet she was on, maybe if that could have been a little bit more drawn out, maybe it would have been more like a um, like an escape than just oh blow the back of the door off and she's rescued. That may have been a way to fill out the first half uh-huh. of the movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like overall, uh, maybe I enjoyed this movie a little bit more than you did, uh, but it seems like we're still both on board with the idea of, of standalone Star Wars movies. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is a good a good first attempt, but there's a lot to be, I think, learned from here going forward. Um, mm-hmm. I, I There's a, a fun fact, only one of the actors has a renewal clause in, in their contract to, to show up again. Uh, oh wow, who is that? Um, actually, it's Jen Erso, uh, the main actress there. I, I forget her name uh, off the top of my head. Um, uh, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. There we go. Um, she she has um, a renewal, like she can show up again, like clause in her story or in her contract. So they could do, I guess, another a prequel to the prequel to tell more mm. about Jen growing up with. Um, I mean, Forrest Whitaker's honestly, character. I mean, honestly, I hope not because that's one thing that I really enjoyed about. <laughs> going into this movie it was very standalone no, no like I, you're, you're exactly right i would yeah. not want them to pick up and go back again because i think the standalone yeah. aspect works really great like you don't need to you don't need to really watch the prequels i think to enjoy this movie um yeah and you don't you don't really need to invest as much of yourself when you're watching the movie too you know you're not hanging on a thread you know wondering oh what's going to happen to these characters in the next movie or how are they going to draw this out into a franchise it's kind of like a nice breath of fresh air to go into a movie and go oh i'm just going to get this one story mm-hmm. and i and i really enjoyed that and i thought that was a a good idea to expand the star wars universe without just going overboard you know they can add these star wars story movies and they can just do these one-offs they don't have to worry about like you said a bunch of like contract extensions from all these actors and shuffling them around and wondering where they're going to be because i'm i imagine she only had that contract extension to maybe another movie because there was an ending where she lived at one point in time or maybe it was more ambiguous but no they're definitely all dead and it was actually kind of a funny realization in my head because, um, you know, I'm just watching and enjoying the movie. And then um, when KT, when K2SO, you know, basically dies in the movie or gets shut down or deactivated. I don't know. I don't know what you call it when a droid dies. Oh, he, he, <laughs> it's, he, it's, he straight up got blown up. So. <laughs> when that happened, you know, the, uh, uh, kind of a, a death tone started to set in at the end of the movie. And I and I started thinking to myself, I was like, oh, wow, they're not afraid to kill like one of the more likable characters in the film. And then I thought to myself, I was like, wait a minute. I think I remember in A New Hope, 
someone drops a line like a lot of good men died for these plans. You're, you're thinking many boffins died to bring us oh. these plans. Yeah, I, I like whatever the line was, and I was like, oh, I think all of these people are supposed to die. And then once they started to get picked off one by one, and I thought their death scenes were very, um, were very well played out. So I didn't think anything felt like I don't. No one really felt too shortchanged, well, which I thought was good. It all, they all felt like they were dying for a cause, which felt awesome. Mm. So, but when they all just went, and I was like, wow, they did it. And then after uh, Jen and. Um, Cassian. Cassian die on the beach. And I was like, oh, wow, that's the end of the movie. Nope, <laughs> it yeah. keeps going. And, oh, man, those last two minutes were... I, I think, I think honestly, if if you just couldn't get on board with the, if anybody out there couldn't get on board with the new characters, you know, really didn't like the storyline so much, I think the price of admission to this movie is worth it for those last two minutes. Because once you leave the theater, all you want to do is go home and watch A New Hope, or you would just hope the projectionist up there just rolls Star Wars A New Hope right. <laughs> the, the end credit scene is A New Hope. Like you stay oh, yeah. through the credits I, and then it just starts rolling. The end credit scene is is all of a new hope, and you're like, well, yeah. they take it to a new level. Yes, yeah. What did you What did you think about that end scene? Because I I, I want to take a minute and I want to talk about those last couple minutes. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, again, uh, one of the few times we get to see Darth Vader redeem himself since the the prequel trilogy. Darth Vader's kind of been on the ropes. He's been like, you know, like we were always afraid of him growing up, but then uh, they kind of ruined him, like by giving him the Anakin Skywalker and the Hayden Christensen portrayals, right? And mm-hmm. I think in recent in the in the past five to ten years, uh, it's been an uphill battle. But I think Darth Vader has finally become formidable and scary, and um, someone who the universe at, as a whole should have been afraid of at the time of the original Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I think to me, the thing that bothers me the most is learning that Princess Leia is aboard the sh- the attack ship the whole time. Um, I, she doesn't seem like someone who would be in the middle of this big battle, um, but I mean, I, of all the of all the CGI'd old actors in this movie, Princess Leia was the best one of the two. So, yeah, and it was it was just a kind of a a, a really um, a shocking roller coaster going through those last couple minutes <laughs> because I never really knew when the movie was exactly going to stop. So this kind of this kind of a, a scene there kind of picks up where. Uh, Vader gets into his ship and goes to board um, that rebel cruiser and um, there's kind of like this shot where the ships are flying towards it and I was like oh man that's the last shot they're going to that ship they're about to throw those credits up on screen and like no it, it's, it keeps going there while they're in the ship and I was like holy crap and Vader is just destroying people but even before he started destroying people like you see it at the end of the dark hallway and then you hear Vader's voice and you hear him turn the lightsaber on the lightsaber turns on I was like oh that's an awesome image I bet the credits are about to roll nope he <laughs> keeps going he just murders all of these people and it's really brutal like we've never really gotten to see real physical Vader like that mm-hmm. because when Vader's in that costume and he's in the the classic trilogy you know it's just a big bulky suit and the, you know 
and he's he's moving very slowly. There's not a lot of athleticism to him. So just watching him just kind of be full-fledged Vader, like, like oh, wow, what he's doing now is what um, make gives him the image that all of these people are scared of him in the galaxy. Like, this is why they're terrified of Vader, because he can just mow down an entire hallway of people. It was so satisfying to see that. It, and then that lightsaber scene through the door, and then he hands off that uh, hologram or message at the last second. Ooh. Oh, it was so good, and it was. Ter- it, I was legitimately scared. So it went. It it really affected me. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think that actually redeemed it because I have one complaint about Darth Vader in this movie, and the fact is he made a choking pun halfway through the movie. Oh yeah. I was like, he didn't. They didn't just make Darth Vader do that, did they? Like this. This is this is not what we're gonna get. So I think the ending so- redeemed that that choking on your aspirations yeah pun. so yeah so that that first vader scene um i have mixed feelings about it so i i loved how they kind of added to the cinematic lore of vader kind of showing quote unquote where he lives and you know when he's not in the suit and not in that egg thing you know he's in some sort of like it's a um, back to tank and that, that yeah, luke was in uh in the- yeah he's in there. Yeah, exactly. He's in a he's in a tube, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." That you know, that kind of reminds us that yeah, he's been rebuilt as like basically half robot, you know, and he's got the force power, but he still is like basically constantly like dying almost. Yeah. So I love that they added that to it, and um, but also I think at the same time it's really really weird for us to see Vader doing something and saying something because this is all new to us. Like I feel like there's like diehard fans out there that have that have every line Vader's ever said ever said memorized. And they probably thought this was the only time we were ever going to hear James Earl Jones say anything coming out of that Vader helmet was in that original trilogy. So now we're bringing him back to reprise his role as Vader and I'm and I'm almost thinking it almost didn't matter what he said it was going to seem weird and out of place because it's such a weird odd moment for us to be getting new Darth Vader be getting new James Earl Jones with new lines but yeah I, yeah maybe that line wasn't crafted the best but I I actually kind of had like a cheesy smile when he said it. I was like oh that's kind of funny yeah but yeah I, I I can I can totally see where you're saying it from I think that's the that's one of the bigger points I can make about this movie I, I can totally understand why why people would have problems with certain areas of this movie or and it, like I it just totally makes sense like this this movie is just not gonna appeal to everyone um, and I think it makes sense when you compare this to something like force awakens I think force awakens is like a really fun adventure sci-fi romp you know you have these two very likable characters you have like the the awesome kind of Star Wars comedy punch up you know you have like an adorable robot like BB-8 and it's just a really fun story. You have lightsabers, you know, you have people like Han Solo returning, and it was just a great fun time. And then when you come to a movie like this, it's it's so much darker. Even your comic relief robot is very, very snarky, and he's kind of a jackass, but I, I think it's a good addition when you, when you think of adding droids to the universe. But yeah, like, it's just, you're getting two totally different vibes for your Star Wars December movie. Yeah, 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 totally. And something you know, we keep mentioning, you know, characters that we enjoy. I, I think K two S O is one of the the highlight of the droids that you know mm-hmm. that we've added. Um, Alan Tudyk played him awesomely. I think uh, very, very uh, sassy, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, I really, I, I liked uh, uh, Chira Imwe, the blind uh, Jedi. Oh, temple. Donnie, Donnie Yen. Yeah, that dude was. That dude was awesome. He's like a he's like a legit like martial arts master. 
So he he he, he did, definitely convinced me. He he created <laughs> a new uh, kind of a fighting style for this movie as well, uh, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to use like you know existing like. Uh, earthly fighting style, so he created kind of something new, a mix of stuff to make it feel Star Warsy and stuff yeah. like that. And and talk about adding to the cinematic lore. I kind of like how his character showed that, like you know, if you really do believe in the Force enough, you don't have to be a Jedi. If you kind of just have faith in it, it like the 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 Force will kind of protect you in times of need. And I thought that was really cool because that's one thing, obviously, that everyone agrees the prequels did wrong. They made the Force seem very um, matter-of-fact and scientific as, like, metachlorians. But, like, I, I, for one, like it has, like, the Force is almost like this flowing thing through the galaxy that kind of equalizes good and bad. You know, it's almost kind of like karma, if you will, but karma, like, that could actually affect the real world. So I like how, like, Donnie Yen's character kind of showed that, like, oh, you know, the Force is still here. We still have the Force in the movie. Mm -hmm. But that also reminds me that I was kind of hoping we'd see some more of that Jedi temple. I've said this on the the podcast many, many times before. Like, I want to see a fucking Jedi temple on the big screen really, really bad. You know, I want them to go in there. I want to, like, see those crystals. And, you know, it was cool seeing that giant Jedi statue, like, falling over. Um, and, and on Jeddah, like, uh, like just like covered in dust, knowing that oh, the Empire's been here and they fucked some shit up. But um, I'm hoping we get a legit Jedi temple, maybe possibly in an Obi Wan. Well, movie. I think I think Eight will give us the temple because uh, he has to train. Uh, what's her face? The other female Ray. lead character, <laughs> Ray. Yeah, Ray. Sorry, there's Ray, Jin. They're, they're all single, you know, syllable. Jin, Finn, Ray. Yeah, I get you. Uh, so I think we'll see something there. But I, yeah, I think I think um, Jedha was fun. I think you know we got to see quickly uh, something an Easter egg uh, with the characters Panda Baba and Doctor Cornelius Evazan, who Russell Luke up in A New Hope at the bar. Oh yeah, that was a great Easter egg. Yeah, man, so many Easter eggs in this movie. Um, we had um, we had Red Leader and Gold Leader later in the movie. What, Those were great. What's great about that? You actually bring up my next Easter egg. That is original Star Wars A New Hope footage they did not use. Oh wow! I like I heard some people maybe thought that was happening, but that's cool you, to see it. You, it was I, when I was watching, it, I'm like, man, this looks like actual like original. Like you can see the film grain on uh-huh. on a couple of like the the characters in their, their their cockpits so the stuff around them was green screened and added in but like their characters were like i think gold leader was and some other stuff so that's actually original unused footage which i thought was a wow. great addition to the movie yeah that's so, that's so amazing i love that we had um i don't know if we technically saw admiral akbar anywhere but we did get another um uh creature well, i think <laughs> um, they're mon calamari yeah, yeah, we had we had a, a major Mon Calamari of uh, uh, planning the attack on a uh, on that planet there at the end. That was cool. Uh, there's just so many. I'm like now, I'm trying to think as I pop into my head. Now, now um, is this an Easter egg or not? <laughs> so my friend Brian um, Smith of Comic UI and I, and we both agree on this that the planet reminds us of the planet from Spaceballs because it's got the shield around it holding the oxygen in. And then, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was like, okay, maybe that's not so much of an original idea anymore. <laughs> yeah, and well, the, all they could have done is just put in the passcode, which is obviously one, two, three, four, five, and just got right in. <laughs> so uh, th- I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but that's what it looked like, mm-hmm. even. Um, that- yeah, we also had, um, I don't remember the character's name, but he was in um, Revenge of the Sith. He was the one that was taking care of um, baby, uh, uh, baby oh, Luke and baby oh, Leia. Oh, you're talking to um, uh, Bail Organa. 
Yes. Yeah, so the same Correct. actor who actually was... Jimmy was, Smith. Jimmy Smith. <laughs> the same actor um, from that movie came back and, and portrayed him. Um, mm-hmm. Then, you know, my, my I guess my question is, how did you feel about Tarkin? This is something people are going to talk about for months. And I think he was overused, which made the CGI over the actor's face stand out more. But if they kept him like kind of like when we first see him, he's reflecting in the glass kind of thing and just like kind of kept him at a distance. I think he would have been more powerful. What do you think? I mean, honestly, to be honest, I didn't even realize Okay. Like that, it wasn't real. Like I was, so it, I was trying to remember. So it, the last time I watched A New Hope was about a year ago, and obviously he's in that movie. And I, I was just trying really, really hard to remember how old was he in that movie. Is there? There's no way he's still. He, alive. he died no. in '94, I believe. Yeah. So, like, honestly, like this makes me sound really stupid because I thought that there maybe is a chance he's still alive and maybe they just de-aged his face. Obviously, it did not happen because I'm looking at images of, from him right now from A New Hope, and he was super old. There's no way he was still alive. Yeah. So I feel dumb for thinking he was, but I am super impressed now that that was all CG. I mean, obviously, it was probably a real person, and they CG'd they, yeah, his they did. face onto there. Yeah, so but that. wow. I thought it was amazing. Like, like it's almost past Uncanny Valley because I was I was intently looking at his face, not trying to figure out if he was CG, but trying to figure out like, oh, did they just bring him back into the movie so, and uh, just like, oh, we'll just deal with it if he looks a little bit older. I don't think people will care. So, so I mean, wow, the the technology to where we're at now with de aging actors is just amazing and bringing them back to life. I'm I'm literally shocked right so now that just, that guy <coughs> is not alive anymore. So they did it twice. They did it once with uh leia at the end of the movie but she only said mm-hmm. one word um but i think that the problem with me and then this talking is the cg version was too smooth compared to as as you see like how contrasty and like grainy his face is in in a new hope um mm-hmm. and i think that's what bothered me a little bit i hope this doesn't become a trend of bringing back dead actors uh just because they can and not add prosthetics or or something like that, it, but uh, as long as it makes money, man, Hollywood's gonna bring back whoever they want. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars—they're all doing that lately, so uh, it, it tends to be the trend. Uh, but that—that that was the biggest question I, I've had. A lot of people say, "I mean, I again, I don't hate this movie. I think it was a good time, um, but I—I'm not as in love with it as you know. Again, The Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope in and of itself. Yeah. What I would—I mean, I think. W- I think when a Star Wars movie comes out and you start to see chink in the chinks in the armor, it, it, it's really you really want to dive towards them because you're just like I, you know, the Star Wars fans were very protective. Yeah. You know, when the prequels came out, it really shit on everything. The Force Awakens came out, we were all extremely happy. But obviously, when you watch um, the Force Force Awakens again, you start to realize, well, this is kind of just a retread on a New Hope. But then you get into the whole debate on like, oh, do they do it on purpose just to reinvigorate the franchise and introduce it to uh. new people? Uh, who who knows? But like, I think I think it's a solid addition. There's I don't think there's any there's no criminal sins in this movie. I, yeah, I don't think. exactly. It's better than the prequel movies. Um, oh, by far. Um, I think I think this and maybe Episode Three kind of tie up because the 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 end scene and epic like the final act in Episode Three, those battles is kind of feels as epic as this battle as third act does. You know, um, mm-hmm. but I just still hold it a little above it if. Before we we wrap this up, where would you rank this in terms of your Star Wars movies, Mike? Because I know people Ooh. are going to ask us. Oh well, I think 
I think a, a lot of people are going to rank it the same, above the prequels, um, below the original trilogy, and I, I think some people might compete with um, uh, The Force Awakens just because they're both new, but um, yeah, I think, you, I think you put it in, I guess... Uh, fifth place you know like right like i like you said at the beginning uh beginning here you know it falls kind of right in the middle there <laughs> not only chronologically but uh, in the quality of the film uh-huh. so uh, it, it's just kind of weird it's kind of hard to rank star wars movies just because they're so they're so spaced out there you know i think i don't think of the original trilogy necessarily as individual movies obviously empire stands out but you know you think of them as a whole you think of you think of the story all together you know from beginning to end because not a lot of people sit down and watch just one of them you know you watch all three of them because they're awesome yeah um so yeah that's kind of where i'd put it yeah i i'd say it's, it's the middle out of eight movies that we have now um i'd put it in the middle um i, I what i really want to do i really want to watch this and a new hope back to back so i really can't wait till it mm-hmm. comes out and and do the the two-parter there in a row and and see how that works um mm-hmm. because i think i think i think you're like you're right the the last the last couple of minutes make you get ready for a new hope and kind of build you up for that 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 kickoff on that one, where where it does mm-hmm. that. Um, again, I think a couple of things I'll hold against it. I wish it would have had the the intro crawl. Uh, not having it, I think what the, the end result was very jarring to me and made me realize I was watching a movie. Um, whereas the other Star Wars, those intro crawls are part of the film and part of the experience, and um, the, just kind of the first act, uh, you know, could. Uh, could have used a little tinkering, but I, overall, like you said, it's it's not a bad movie. It's great. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's where I end on that. Yeah, I had a good time. I think just to wrap this thing up, I want to look to the future just real quick because I've been having conversations with people out there. Obviously, we know the next Star Wars story film is going to be a Han Solo movie. We don't know exactly what that's going to entail. Who knows if we if Boba Fett's going to show up, what's going to happen. But I kind of wanted to speculate here just real quick what maybe what we would want to see in that third unannounced Oh, it's uh, Obi. It's an Obi-Wan film. while he's on Tatooine and hiding down, hands down. Uh, get um, yeah. Ewan McGregor back. And and show is that what you is that what you want to oh that's, that's oh that's exactly what I want that's not what it's gonna be mm. that's what I want it to be <laughs> get you and McGregor back show us what he's go what's been going on in that what twenty years he was there uh, the comic mm-hmm. books done by Marvel now show some of his stories and like it's not he wasn't always just a peaceful crazy old man um, yeah like the, he had some adventures going on there and obviously. I think we're gonna learn Ray as a as a Kenobi, and we're gonna have to have a movie to to fill in that blank for us. So, hey, yeah, maybe I think it would be kind of cool. Maybe they do a story along the lines of uh, someone in the in the Empire gets wind of this baby that's on Tatooine, and then he has to go on this this uh, adventure well, uh, quest to maybe uh, stop that from happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there safe. because the Star Wars Rebels TV show. Uh, the main character Ezra and Darth Maul, who's still alive, just found out Obi Wan is on Tatooine. Ooh. So the second half of this next season, we might see a Maul uh, Kenobi battle yet again. Oh, that would be pretty exciting. So um, I, I think uh, the biggest question mark for the Star Wars story films left is kind of where does Boba Fett head in? come in because i think that's the the second strongest rumor or i think almost request because people want more boba fett so i wonder if maybe they're going to throw those bounty hunters into the han solo movie well or hey who knows they could throw those bounty hunters into the uh, obi-wan movie the boba fett uh well he does face off against bounty hunters in the comics that's true but the boba fett movie was the um the guy who directed fantastic four 
uh, in Chronicle, Josh Trank, uh, before he was mm-hmm. fired. So they kind of shelved that. So it's still there. It might just come up later. Um, but uh, he tranked himself right out of that one. So, <laughs> so oh, that's a I, that'd be a bad Hollywood verb to start making. Uh, tranking yourself out of a movie. Oh, it's it's already a thing. So that's <laughs> going to go with that. But at the end of the day, write us in uh, your Star Wars opinions. Uh, what you guys want to yeah, see? We- what you thought about this movie? Uh, I, again, I've talked to I talked to super fan Jim. He's a big Star Wars guy. Uh, I think he he said he felt the same about me. But if he feels different after this podcast, I want to know, Jim. Let us know. Um, yeah, we're. Um, I think this is going to be more decisive uh, for sure. I, I think a lot of people are going to be on different camps. I think everyone's going to overall enjoyed it, but I think they're going to have different opinions on where things could have been fixed. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think at the end of the day, they went with the right ending. They made the right choice. Um, just maybe if they would have arrived to that conclusion sooner in production, maybe everything else would have fit together just a little bit better. But overall, yeah, can, I'm glad we have these Star Wars. Not stories. everyone gets to knock it out of the park on their on their first. Uh, you know, try, I guess, on a, on a standalone Star Wars movie that's not part of the main trilogy. So, uh, mm-hmm. very good, very good, very good addition. We'll go with that. In the meantime, Mike, if people want to follow you, I know you're working on some Star Wars stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's under the table. I'm not telling anyone anything else. Where can they do that at? All right. Well, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. And uh, me and Chris, we're kind of messing around with that website, uh, uh, T Public. So uh, you can go check out our websites. And there's probably a T-shirt out there that you can buy with uh, some of our work on it. So I'd, I'd suggest go checking those out. Um, Chris, if people want to know what you're doing down there in Florida, that uh, that's that marvelous state. Yep. What's going on down there with you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at VAL. D-A-N, Valdan. Uh, you can also follow me on Comic UI, listen to my other podcast film side chats, and I'll, if I do anything, it'll be on definitely be on Twitter. So, uh, But I gotta, I gotta hit a plane, Mike. How fast can you tell everyone where to find us at? That's that's my question. Ooh, as always, you can visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host the show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. And you can buy some t-shirts over on our store at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That's super helpful. Helps us reach some new uh, some new uh, earlobes and get some new listeners mm-hmm. and if you're a super fan of the show just share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here almost literally every week except for next week because we're taking a week off because the holidays will be back at the end of the year and always stay tuned and subscribe because we'll have our our, our normal weekly episode a uh, news episode uh, coming up right in your feed yes. with a guest so uh, thanks for listening uh, mm-hmm. bye bye how'd I do you did great fast you did great you did great right. you did great and uh, actually just to just to throw in there I'm wearing my uh, my superhero slate shirt from Jim through the airport today, my old one, and I have three new T Public ones arriving tomorrow. So I'm really excited to see how, <laughs> or I guess nice. on Monday. Uh, so yep, I'm gonna hit the airport up. I I'll miss you tomorrow, Mike. You guys will do great without me. I trust in you. Everyone have a merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, may all your Star Wars come true, and and so on and so forth. So may the force may the force be with you may the force be with you i am one with the force and the force is with me mike i'll see you later (laughs) bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe